Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey y'all, welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Hunt, and I'm excited to be here today to talk with you guys. In this episode, I want to discuss what it means to have tough interracial conversations to move us forward as a people. In the wake of everything that is happening around us daily, it's good for each of us to dive into having those very real conversations about who we are and how we can work together to further improve our communities. So I'm making that the focus of this episode. And what's happening now, I'll also speak briefly on what's happening in America and across the world. Finally, in Black Excellence, I want to talk about Rosalind Brewer, new COO of Starbucks. No friend host this week, beautiful people, so grab your tea and let's talk. So I want to start off this episode talking about a few things that's happening right now in the news. So the probably the biggest talking point right now of Twitter and uh, literally the mainstream media is Donald Trump's um, attack of the NFL players who are voicing their thoughts and opinions by kneeling for the national anthem at football games. Apparently, Donald Trump takes very much so um, issue with this particular topic, with these players expressing themselves and exercising their First Amendment right. So last night, which was Friday, because I don't know what day you guys listened to this, that was Friday, September 22nd, Donald did a, and you notice I've called him Donald or Trump, I never call him by his alleged title, that's another story, Donald did a press conference, excuse me, not a press conference, a rally for um, Luther Strange, who was running for a seat, a Congress seat in Alabama, and in that 
rally, he decided to lay a nice visceral attack against NFL players for kneeling to protest. And he decided that they had no right doing that and that they should be fired for doing that. And he called them some SOBs and all types of other nonsense. So, of course, everybody, as we all often do, decided that that is not right. That's unpresidential. So uh, a lot of us obviously took to Twitter and uh, basically began to make sure the, uh, that Trump understood what it means to be able to exercise your First Amendment right. I think he has no idea that in this country you have that right. I don't think he fully understands it or cares. It's it is it's as if sometimes he thinks that this is an authoritarian nation that this was North Korea, right? Like you have to think the way the person who leads your nation thinks. And that's just not how the United States of America is designed. We have a constitution that says that we have particular and certain rights as citizens of this country. And our first right is to protest. And that protest is actually against government and government bodies who you feel is treating you unfairly in any way, shape, or form. You have the right to speak out against them. That is a part of what was written inside of the Constitution for the United States of America. Now, whether Trump likes it or not, these are the facts. So with him levying this attack against NFL players last night, and then today, I guess he felt his feelings were a little hurt. And so he decided to rescind his invitation for the Warriors to come to the White House as part of the celebration of winning the championship in NBA. Obviously, the Warriors were um, they were scheduled to meet this morning and discuss if they wanted to actually go to the White House and participate in that ceremony. And there was already a lot of talk that they probably would not go because so many players disagree with what Trump stands for. It's one thing to disagree with more politics, which is not really the case here, is to disagree completely with what you are about, which is white supremacy. And that is exactly what Trump is about, white supremacy. So I am all for the players not going to the White House. And I am very grateful that these players understood that you know, they have this power that they can wield whenever they want to, and they can say, you know what, we don't want to play in your reindeer games, and they can pull away and opt out of going to the White House as they had done. But Donald, being Donald and being such a petulant child, went on a bit of a temper tantrum on Twitter, which is what he does because he literally has the mentality of like a four-year-old. So he goes on this temper tantrum and puts on Twitter basically telling Steph Curry because he got to attack the black player. Steph Curry says he's he has to think about it and he's not invited. I'm rescinding my offer, my invitation to the White House. This is an honor to be invited to the White House after all. Well, maybe he doesn't know, but Steph Curry and the Warriors were literally just at the White House two years ago for a championship game and got to hang out with a much cooler president and President Barack Obama. I don't think their feelings are hurt because they can't go 
hang out with Donald Trump. No one wants to hang out with him. It's not the same. It was an honor to visit the White House when there were presidents in the White House who made sure that they respected the role of the presidency and its office and the people that they served. But when you have someone like Donaldson in the White House, there is nothing honorable about being invited to come there. When he invites people like, um, I guess his, uh, see, I don't know the name, that Bundy guy and Palin and all these other losers, if he invites them to the White House, maybe it's an honor for them to go there. But the rest of us who have a brain and a mind and recognize the hateful rhetoric that he spews and the divisiveness of it, it's not an honor for any of us to be invited to the White House. So shout out to Steph Curry and the Warriors for standing their ground and opting out of going to the White House. That is probably some of the hottest news that's out right now, and it's definitely some of the best tea because I couldn't be more elated with how they have decided to approach that particular topic. As far as it, everything goes with uh, what's happened with the NFL and him calling it SOBs and really coming out against Colin Kaepernick because he's just so offended that he had the audacity to take a knee because he wants to stand up against police brutality and demand our nation be better to its citizens and the state not being in a position where it is terrorizing any of its citizens. How dare Colin kneel and say, I'm not going to stand and put my hand over my heart and honor this flag until I recognize that the flag this country waves for honors and respects me as a human being. How dare him, right? No. Collins and right. And Trump doesn't understand that. doesn't really care. And again, he thinks that we're some oppressive regime and he can say, this is how I feel and this is how everyone else should feel. But that's just not how the United States work. And so um, there was a Obviously, a lot of support from fellow NFL players um, who came out and really, really, really made sure their voices were heard and made statements on Twitter and other forms of social media to let them know that, hey, uh, we all feel the same way and you will not call out any of us and treat us as if we are nothing or disrespect us in any type of way. We are not slaves on the plantation. We are people who have chosen to play a particular sport because we love it and we're good at it. And we can do whatever we want to do because we're also United States citizens and we have the right to voice our concerns about how we are treated in the United States and how any of our brothers and sisters are treated in the United States because we dare to choose for this country to be better. It's a great place but you can always push it to be better. And that's what they are focusing on. It's what so many people are focusing on. So we got that going. And then I live in St. Louis. I broadcast from St. Louis. Hello to all my fellow STLians. So we've kind of been in the news for the past week or two because of protests, warranted protests, um, from many of St. Louis activists and just a very concerned community here. 
um, because of the Stokely verdict, where a judge basically said, mm, I'll let him say he's not guilty for um, murdering this guy because, well, this guy was a drug dealer. Of course, drug dealers, there's a very good chance that they have guns on them, blah, 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 blah. That whole story is insane. Uh, and that judge made the wrong call. That officer absolutely murdered uh, this this man, and he should be in prison for that. I believe what that judge did was once again show that no one has regard for the lives of black people, no matter what they may or may not have done or may or may not have been um, found guilty of. They don't give them an opportunity to even stand before a court of law and be decided, their fate be decided by a judge and jury, they decide that it's okay for an officer to just be the executioner on the streets. Now, this is it's obviously the case for all officers, but it's definitely the case for some officers. And we need to make sure that we are doing the right thing in America. And that's really honoring and respecting all of the citizens. And so... There is a nice, big, uproarious, I don't even know if that's a word, really don't care, it's my podcast, a nice, big, uproarious um, protest from the Friday of the verdict forward. And it's been so beautiful to watch so many people get up, get out there and protest and say Black Lives Matter and to push back against the oppressiveness of the police department here in St. Louis. We have a very big issue here. You know, we have some people who I know are really good officers, but we have some people who are obviously taking this power to their heads and are not exercising it appropriately. And so the police in these protests have been very aggressive from what I can see. And this is the last time my own eyes. This is not what someone told me. But from what I have actually observed myself, they feel really aggressive in these protests. And it, it's as if they have a disdain for people exercising their first right, their First Amendment right, which they have the right to do. And so it, it makes me believe that they really don't care. And I already knew that. Obviously, I'm a black woman, but it's disgusting to see public servants, people who my tax dollars pay their salaries, treat other citizens of this city and this state of Missouri like that. It just really disgusts me. You know, I don't I don't understand why you can't have a respect for people exercising their First Amendment right. If you have a problem with what they're exercising it for or against maybe that's something to check within yourself and within your own team because if there is an issue of police brutality inside of your police department it's best for you to just address it yourselves and identify what that is in the culture and to root that out i don't it's not a difficult thing to do it requires you to humble yourselves and allow yourselves to see what is truth within what you are doing as a, as a department. And so 
yeah, we've been in the news for that. It's been a lot going on, and I really don't want to get too much so in that into that conversation about uh, the protests and all that because if I know how much further I can go with that, and it's not good. So I can go down a rabbit hole really, really quickly talking about um, the protests and the movement that we are in right now here in America because y'all know I am so for us improving ourselves as a nation and uh, I just want to make sure that you know we are doing the right thing so I'm gonna leave that right there the topic of my news of my podcast this week or this episode really is based around having a real conversation within our own communities and really within our country about some things. You know, I talked last episode about the need to have a real conversation and face our truths about racism and hatred really being at the root of what this nation was really built on. And I want to go a little bit further into this. Definitely conversations that need to be had. Definitely. There are definitely these topics that we need to discuss intra-racially within our communities, that we need to discuss within our relationships, that we need to discuss amongst ourselves as a group, that we need to discuss as a, as a country, right? There are a lot of things that we need to talk about as a country, some truths that we need to speak, that we just aren't speaking right now, that we are not allowing ourselves to hear the opposition of the other side, that we are immediately putting up walls and blockers so that we don't have to have that conversation. It's easy to hide behind our own thoughts and ideas about something and refuse to see what the other side is saying. And that can be very, very, very dangerous in the long run because it won't allow anyone to grow. We're all going to be stunted. And after a while, we're all just going to devolve. And that's just not where we need to be as a nation. It's not where we need to be as a community. It's not where we need to be as a people. We can do so much better when we have real conversation. And then we, when we don't run to the corners. Now, there were plenty of men and, of course, women who um, supported the article and who talked about the article. And there were people who were like, I don't agree with everything in the article, but I don't mind having this dialogue and having my eyes open to a few things that I wasn't aware of. That's how you approach things. You don't just completely shell up and say, oh, I'm not going to involve myself in this conversation. It's completely stupid and all wrong. And she's stupid to retweet this. This guy is stupid to write it and blah, blah, blah. That's just dumb. It's the same thing when you look at Issa and Lauren's relationships on Insecure and you immediately say, well, she's wrong or he's wrong instead of saying they're both are wrong and they both are flawed. They both got issues and they both were the reason why their relationship did not work. They both had problems, and you had to see that in both characters and say, well, what is it in that character that I, too, exhibit that can be what has hindered me from being able to be a better person in a relationship? These are real truths that we have to ask ourselves. These are real questions we must have ask ourselves. These are real things we need to, to face, and these are real conversations that we need to have within our, within our communities and within our relationships. So with all that that's been going on, and uh, it's just so much going on, you know, protests and, um, you know, Donald Trump, because 
just refuses to go away. And all the nonsense that continues to flow out of this administration, you know, I think that where we are needs where we need to be at is we need to be at a place where we are open to hearing one another within our communities. And that's just not interracially, but interracially as well. So it's really listening across groups and within our own groups to each other and figuring out better ways to improve and to grow. So that, because that's the best way to unify. And that's the best way to uh, topple this regime, almost, (laughs) that we have currently in power in, in this country. It's the best way to do it. And, uh, it's, it's not a bad thing to learn that you're wrong about something or that you don't fully understand something. I think that's probably one of the best things that you can do, right? I always hear this statement that says something along the lines of, you never want to be the smartest person in the room. If you are, you may want to leave that room. Because you should always be open to hearing other people's ideas and thoughts and learning more. You know, we should always be in a constant state of learning. And that means learning and understanding one another and not just um, figuring out another way to preserve ourselves and our own thought, our limited thoughts and ideas on topics, because they are limited. Let's be real honest here right now. It's important to to think beyond. And uh, if we're not doing that, then we are limiting ourselves. We're limiting the people uh, who will come behind us within our families and in our lives we're limiting so many when we have this limited mindset and mentality so we should always be wanting to grow and to just become better people because that's really what it's all about uh, one thing I've learned in the last year or two is that and the reason and it's really the reason why I came up with the name for this podcast beautifully complicated And that is that we are so complicated, each one of us individually. And we fail to see that within each other. We want to just put people in boxes and say, this is who you are and this is how you should act. Instead of saying, who are you? And learning that person, we we don't do that. We don't see the beauty in the complexities of the people that surround us. We don't see the beauty in the complexities of ourselves. That is like what is mind-blowing. And it's really what keeps us from being able to grow and become more enlightened and, you know, just more intelligent and more immersive in the cultures that surround us. I want to see people not be so wishy-washy in their support for folks. And to allow themselves to listen to the thoughts and ideas of these different people. Now, do I say listen to the thoughts and ideas of a white supremacist? Absolutely not. Um, because what they are thinking is absolutely ridiculous, foolishness, nonsense. And it's not based in science. It's not based in anything uh, of the sort. It's just a hatefulness of the heart. And that's a difficult thing to change is a hatefulness in the heart. But there are things that our people are learned, that are learned, that you can't change. And I can tell you all the histories and the stories of things that can hopefully change the way you think and allow you to see things differently. But I'm not going to probably vibe with you as a white supremacist or somebody like that because I'm just not going to see what you're trying to tell me. 
probably. Uh, and that's just the truth, right? And maybe that's something that I need to deal with of my own, but I just have a real issue with white supremacy and people that are just hateful, period, in general. That's just me. Um, but it was really important for me to have this episode of this podcast and really speak on this topic because seeing this wishy-washy attack of Jamel Hill and you know listening to Trump's wishy-washiness on the first amendment one minute he's all for it next minute fire that person you know it's just insane and and really seeing the divisiveness in action uh, of insecure for some people for some groups of people in our communities, it's just astonishing. I heard like couples arguing and like not speaking by the time episodes end. It's like, what? It's a TV show. I had one friend say to me, like, this could be what could, you know, greatly harm black relationships or something to that effect. And I'm like, I said to that person, if someone's relationship is so fragile that a television show weakens it or ends it, there was nothing there in the first place. Nothing that small should be able to shake up and end your relationship. If anything, that should push you to have some real conversations, and it should be therapy, in a sense, to help both of you improve and see yourselves for who you truly are. We fear seeing ourselves. I really believe that. I really believe a lot of people are very afraid to see who they truly are. And I think some people hide from their true selves. They hide behind different things. They hide behind work. They they hide in relationships. They hide in friendships. They hide in drugs or alcohol. They hide in religion. People hide so that they don't have to face who they truly are, their true selves, and the complexities of their true selves. People hide, and I think that's another reason why it seems that it's so difficult nowadays for people to have those real conversations amongst groups when they need to be had about real truths, because I think people just just want to hide from that and not see that as themselves. Like They have these eternal masks on that they just refuse to take off. Mm, that's just not the best way for any of this to go, and we really need to change a little bit of that within ourselves and be real and honest and and allow ourselves to see what what's really out there and uh that's just my my thoughts on that I have a lot of thoughts on that obviously because I have myself went through this time period where I was that person and finally getting to a point where I'm able to um, grow beyond that I just want to be able to share that with other people to hopefully get them also to grow beyond that and to strengthen our communities by having real conversations about real topics and not being not becoming tribal in our actions and going into our corners and saying no that's not us we're not going to take that how dare you attack me I'm going to attack you because I think you attacked me instead of saying hmm Maybe your experience is a real experience, and maybe I should have respect for the fact that that is your experience to say, how can we as a people do better so that you don't so that you don't have to feel attacked or that you've been blocked into a corner? That sums up 
the What's Happening Now segment as well as self-care because I felt that that really, that conversation or that that topic about speaking our truth really does help us not only talk about what's happening around us, but allows us to see what is happening within ourselves and within our, our own relationships and what we need to do to improve those and to improve ourselves. And so that sums up those two topics. Segment three, Black Excellence. For this episode's Black Excellence, I am highlighting the amazing Rosalind Brewer. Rosalind Brewer, if you don't know who she is, is a business phenom. This woman was the first Black woman to ever hold a position as the CEO of a Walmart store. She was the president and CEO of Sam's Club, to be exact. Prior to that, uh, she, Rosalind Brewer, uh, attended Spelman College and got a bachelor's degree in chemistry. She went on and got uh, attended school at University of Chicago's Booth School of Business, Stanford Law. She was at Wharton for um, at University of Pennsylvania. She then went on and had a 22-year career at Kimberly Clark, where she started out as a scientist and really just moved up the ranks into uh, higher positions. She left there, went to Walmart, became regional vice president, again moved through the ranks before becoming president and CEO of Sam's Club. She's held that position for about three or four years before she moved on and was named recently, just this month, um, the the COO, the Chief Operating Officer at Starbucks Coffee. So she has been a phenom. She's been honored in several publications such as Forbes as well as Fortune Magazine. She's an awesome woman, and I want to make sure that we honor her as a woman who is making moves in business. Let us honor Miss Rosalind Brewer. Well, that's today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena, and it has been great having this opportunity to really talk to you guys about speaking your truth and how speaking your truth is truly complicated. It's been a great show. We've talked about a lot of things. And so if you want to continue this conversation with me, feel free to hit me up on uh, Facebook. The Facebook page for this podcast is Beautifully Complicated Podcast. Beautifully Complicated is one word. If you want to talk to me on Twitter or Instagram, I'm always around. So feel free to hit me up, follow me, at me, whatever. My name is Sheena D1, S-H-E-E-N-A-D, the number one. And I will be more than happy to have more conversation about any of these topics or anything else that's on your mind. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you like, 
this episode, share this episode, share the podcast, like the podcast, make sure your friends and family knows about it. Subscribe. I am excited about having any and everybody listening in to this podcast so that we can have these conversations in our communities. It has been great. Another great episode. So thanks for tuning in. And always remember, the best lives are always beautifully complicated. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.